listening to the I Should Have Known podcast with Soups, Andy, and Tanner. It's a trivia podcast with a twist. One host will share four main facts about an interesting topic. But be careful, one of those facts is total BS. Join the other two hosts in guessing which one is the lie. By the end, you'll be saying, I should have known... Welcome to another episode of I Should Have Known. I'm Soups, here with Andrea and Tanner. Today, Tanner is going to be talking about shoes. He has four cool facts, out of which one is a total BS. Let's find out. Tanner, over to you. All right. Thank you for that. Now, what do you guys know about shoes? (laughs) (laughs) I think shoes are a thing that you wear. Yes, I think all of our listeners are familiar with the concept of shoes, so I don't have to define it. I really it. hope they are. I have so many random facts for you. There's tons of words for shoes. Probably the most common word is sneakers. It's used pretty much everywhere in America, but growing up, I always called those kinds of shoes tennis shoes. Tennis shoes. Yeah. Do you call them sneakers, soups? Yes. Or tennis shoes. Or, or tennis trainers. Shoes. Do you call them trainers? No, I think tennis was more popular. Mm-hmm. All right. I know that's a kind of like a weird Midwestern thing. And in British English, it's trainers, I guess. Yep. Trainers are basically the British translation of tennis shoes. Okay. Sneakers, yeah. But then each part of the UK has their own term for them, oh. right? Scotland has their own. And they're known as plimsolls in a lot of places. I've heard Those that are one. tennis shoes? The definition of a plimsoll shoe is basically like a low-tech sneaker. Not like, like a running shoe, but like oh, uh, like a you van, might buy like, at H&M. Or Vans. Like Vans. The bottom's rubber, and the top is canvas, uh-huh. and that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're known as plimsolls. There's a plimsoll line on boats, and this is where the water hits the hull of a ship. And if the water goes above that line, the inside of the boat will get wet. And so the same idea is with these shoes. They have a plimsoll, and <sighs> if water goes above there, your feet will get wet. Oh. That's just a bonus fact for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it is a fact. Yes. Okay. Not up for debate. All right. So we mentioned sneakers. So why would you call it a sneaker? Can just, I guess? Yeah, guess why is it rubber, a sneaker? rubber, it's quieter than like what they used to make shoes out of. So you can sneak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So traditionally, <laughs> shoes are made of leather in Europe. But if you make the sole out of rubber, which is what sneakers are, then you can walk more quietly. You can sneak. And this came to be uh, used as a term for these shoes, sneakers. All right. Big fact. Fact number one. In medieval paintings, you'll see these people wearing these crazy outfits. And on their feet, they have these really weird looking shoes. Some of them have super long points. Oh, yeah. You've seen these pictures of these Mm -hmm. people with super long pointy shoes. Fact number one. This type of shoe from the Middle Ages with extremely long pointed toes were named Krakow's. After the city in Poland. What? (laughs) We're going to have to guess this one because we're going to have to (laughs) assume that we would know enough about our city, you know, that you made this up. There's no way. (laughs) 
one of the reasons that you might not have known this is because they spell it differently. They yeah. don't spell it with two K's and they don't spell it with two C's. Oh, no. They spell it with one C and one K. No. Or sometimes with two C's or sometimes with two C's and a K. It's always spelled starting with a C. C-R-A-K-O-W. What? Crack out. That's yeah. always like the biggest sin to me is when people spell it with two C's. It's off. It's so, oh, I hate this. Wait, so why? Yeah, they don't really know. This is a shoe that people were wearing in this area of Poland. And when it came to England, the English called them Krakows. And when French-speaking people saw these shoes, they called them Polonaise, which is just the French word for things from Poland. Mm-hmm. Polish. Yeah. Seems very plausible to me. It's- yeah. Okay. And people had very strong opinions about this. The King of England banned tips longer than two inches. (laughs) Why did he care? Uncertain. (laughs) Okay, he just hated them. Some people said that it made it difficult to walk. People started walking like crabs because their shoes were too long. (laughs) And they had to stuff them full of moss because the toes would start to bend because they were so long. All right. I just don't know why anyone would want to wear shoes like that. It was just they the just style. Stylish? Okay. Yeah. Some other animals besides us that wear shoes are horses. <laughs> Horseshoes. I did find it very interesting that I couldn't find any information on any other animals that we shoe. Oh. There's only one animal, as far as I could tell, that we like systematically put shoes on. Okay. And is there a reason why? So I know the reasons why we shoe horses. I couldn't find any evidence why we don't shoe cows or llamas or camels, but we shoe horses because it gives them better traction. It's easier on their hooves, so they don't wear down as quickly, and sometimes it's to fix foot problems. Fact number two, when attached properly, horseshoes do not harm horses. Okay. So a lot of people think that horseshoes are bad for the horse. They're inhumane, that you're nailing this piece of metal into their foot. But actually a farrier, which is a person who puts on horseshoes, they're trained to nail the metal shoe into what is the horse's toenail, which they don't feel. Okay. Their hooves are like nails. Exactly. Yeah. So they have to trim the hoof. Yeah. Do they grow? Yes. Hooves grow. In fact, horses grow the equivalent of a new hoof every year. Gross. Wow. I find that kind of gross. (laughs) But with normal walking around, horses wear them down. But when you wear a horseshoe, you don't wear them down. So farriers have to trim the horse's hooves. (gasps) It's like clipping their toenail. They have to basically give them a pedicure or a manicure. Basically like a file. They file it. Okay. Horseshoes. And some people think that horseshoes are lucky. That's true. Right. You've heard this. I believe it. Yeah. You're supposed to nail it on your wall near your door. And it's always supposed to point up, right? So that's one theory. There's strong opinions on this. Some people say it has to point up and they give a reason. What do you think the reason Um, is? We had a horseshoe nailed like this to our shed when I was growing up. And my dad always said it's because the luck comes out of the prongs. So if you turn it upside down, the luck falls out. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep Mm -hmm. it up. Yeah. So by up, you mean open and pointed up. Yeah. The two ends stick up. Some people say you have to catch the luck that way or if you turn it over the luck will fall out yeah that is a very commonly held superstition and the other way is you flip it over so that the luck falls onto you as you enter this house this idea may come from a saint saint dunstan was said to be a farrier one day the devil walked into his workshop (laughs) and said shoe my horse dunstan said sure i'll shoe your horse devil show me the horse and when the devil showed him his horse dunstan shooed the devil And in a a lot of traditions in Europe, iron is lucky 
and it drives away evil. And so when this iron shoe was attached to the devil, he was forced to make a deal with Dunstan. And the deal was Dunstan would remove the shoe as long as the devil never entered a household with a horseshoe over the door. He didn't like the shoe? No, I guess it hurt him. I guess he preferred sneakers. <laughs> yeah, he needs some sneakers. Yeah. All right. There's this very famous lady who is known for being the Marie Antoinette of shoes. You may have heard of her. She's the former first lady of the Philippines, Imelda Marcos. Have you heard of Miss Marcos? Yes, I've heard of her. Fact number three. The former first lady of the Philippines, Imelda Marcos, left behind 3,000 pairs of shoes when she fled the country in 1986. Where did she hide them? She left them in her palace. Oh. And she went to Hawaii with her family. Yes, she's famously a shoe collector, and she is still in Filipino politics. Okay. She's in the House of Representatives. She was a first lady mm -hmm. in the 60s, 70s, and 80s until she had to flee the country with her family in 1986. And when they fled, she left behind 3,000 pairs of shoes. 3,000? How many pairs of shoes do you think you own? I don't have to think. I know. <laughs> oh, you know? How many do you own? 10 pairs of shoes. Yeah, I think I have about 10. But I'm pretty sure the average American woman owns like 19 pairs. That's so not that many. I definitely know women who have 30, 40 plus. Yeah. Some people really like shoes. Some people love shoes. Yeah, but the first lady took it to the next level. Yeah. She did. That's why she's known as the Marie Antoinette for shoes. Why Marie Antoinette? I think the idea behind that is... She went to excess. She oh, took everything to the next level. Is it like related to maybe inequality in the Philippines? Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. okay. So, I get it now. So her shoes are on display in two museums in the Philippines. Yeah. What happened to the shoes? Yeah. <laughs> they were seized by the government and a lot of their riches actually are still unrecovered. Oh. The government doesn't know where all their riches are. And number four? Number four. The oldest shoes in the world were discovered in Oregon, USA, and they are between nine and 10,000 years old. How do they look? They don't look that bad. They're sandals made of sagebrush, basically twine. They look like sandals you could buy in Florida. And then they even have a toe flap. Do we know like who made them? We don't. They were found <laughs> in a cave in Oregon in 1938. Okay. I definitely would have thought that the oldest shoes we would have would be from like Central Asia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oregon would not be my first choice. I would not have guessed in the Americas. Mm -hmm. The world's oldest leather shoe is from Armenia. Okay, I see. Mm -hmm. And it's from 3500 BC. It was found in a cave under piles of sheep dung. Crazy. <laughs> Someone was like saving these shoes. They hid them. <laughs> they didn't want someone to steal them. And then they forgot about the shoes. Okay. And those are made of leather, but they're much, much newer. Interesting. Those are my four facts. All right. Now it's time for the big reveal. Let's recap the four facts and find out which one is total BS. Four facts on shoes. Fact number one, extremely long pointed shoes from the Middle Ages were called Krakow's after the city in Poland. All right, fact number two. When attached properly, horseshoes do not harm horses. Fact number three. The first lady of the Philippines, Imelda Marcos, left behind 3,000 pairs of shoes when she fled the country in 1986. And fact number four. The oldest shoes in the world are from Oregon, USA, from between seven and 8,000 BC. All right. Pretty interesting, wild, peculiar facts. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea, go for it. 
I think number three is a lie because I think she had even more shoes. I'm going to even go out on a limb and say she had an order of magnitude more. I think she had 30,000 shoes. 30,000 pairs yeah, of shoes? Yeah, just something completely outrageous. I don't think 3,000 is enough. I think she had more than 3,000. That's what I'm going to say. All right. I think Imelda Marcos did have 3,000 pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. To me, Oregon, that is not the place where I would imagine in 7,000, 8,000 BC, you'd discover the first shoe. So I think that's my pick. Okay. Very interesting. I like your guys' way of thinking. Yeah, I was surprised at these two. The oldest shoes in the world are actually from Fort Rock Cave, Oregon, USA. They're from that year. As far as carbon dating can tell, that is true. Wow. And the lie is... Imelda Marcos. She did not have 3,000 pairs of shoes. She had 1,060 pairs of shoes. Oh, that's mean. Initial reports said that she had 3,000 pairs. Later reports said she had 7,500 pairs. And then Time Magazine went back and counted, and there were only 1,060. Oh, that's so disappointing. I should have known. (laughs) (laughs) Andrea, you were vaguely correct. You You were partly correct. I know, but I had to add my extra little... Yeah. And I was so confident about that. And there's so many weird other facts. <laughs> like the word sabotage comes from a word for shoe. We'll come back to it. You can do so shoe too. We'll come back to it. We can do, do shoe, shoe part two. Shoe part two. Thanks for listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. Check us out on social media to get extra fun facts and to let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can even let your friends know about your new favorite trivia podcast.